Hey guys, it's a not so classified millennial survival guide. It's your host, Katie, and I'm here with Dalton. Yeah, what's up, guys? We're finally live. My fault. Yeah. Um, so today we're gonna be learning a little bit more about the man behind the not so classified millennial survival guide, Dalton. And um, I'm kind of hating him right now because we've been working on this for a little over 20, 30 minutes, and about halfway through we realized that um, someone never hit the live button to broadcast it and record us. So um, we're not going to name names, but it wasn't me. I'm not saying <laughs> the bright green button that says start, but I may or may not have missed it for a good half hour. So you know what? Here we are, guys. We are back. This is the Not So Classified Millennial Survival Guide. And uh, we're going to figure this thing out. <laughs> That's what life's all about. Yeah, that's what that's that's what we're here for, guys. You know, we're figuring this out. You're trying to figure life out. We're here for your life, and man, I don't know. Maybe you can comment and help us figure this damn thing out. But uh, <laughs> we're here for you, so you know, that's all that matters. We'll take all the advice we can get, and we'll be happy to answer any questions or topics you guys would want us to cover in the future. Um, we would love to hear from you guys. So let's first um dive right on in on getting to know Dalton a little bit better. So Dalton. Yes, ma'am. Um, why did you choose and where did you choose to go to college? So I went to a, a really small school up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, um, Marywood University. Uh, I studied architecture there for five years. And um, while I was there, the big thing that like... Super senior. Hey, wasn't by, wasn't by default. Yes, it was. It was by default. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, why, why I chose to go to Marywood um, was basically I, I wanted to play golf out of out of high school and I wanted to play golf at a collegiate level. But um, a lot of the places I looked into, uh, coaches just didn't want to, you know, make that uh, commitment because they knew I wasn't going to make practices. They knew that, uh, you know, it was sold to the architecture devil. <laughs> it was like, why weren't you going to make it? Where'd you sell your soul to? Yeah, sold my soul to the architecture devil, which, uh, Anyone in the in the architectural design world knows what that feels like, but uh, yeah, the um, the golf team was just starting up as I got to Marywood actually, and uh, the coach was <laughs> really in need of players, pretty much. So he's like, "Listen, if you can make it work and understand time management, then we'll be glad to have you." And uh, I guess the rest is history. You know, I played four years of college golf there, and uh, we had a good bit of success too right off the bat we had a good many a number of guys show interest in the team and uh we got to play in uh three national championships at the d3 level so uh i mean it, it everything always works out for a reason and i think we're both pretty big uh advocators of that slogan but uh yeah, yeah here we are looking back on it got to play four years of college golf and i'm on my way to being an, an architect believe that or not <laughs> Well, leave it when I see it, man. You I'm, I'm totally kidding. He's really on his way, actually, to be one. So how did college set you up for the real world and the job you're currently working? Well, I think, I mean, and this is, you know, a dime a dozen people can answer this, but I think being at a small college, you know, I don't, I don't know how larger colleges might have set people up, but I know being at a smaller college, just having that, you know, small class size and, you in not being a huge lecture hall, 
Um, it really gave us the opportunity to ask questions and be asked questions. And like when you're in a lecture hall of only 25, 30 people, you're kind of always have to be ready to get called on. And I know that's something our professors really love doing was keeping you on your toes. And if they felt like you were, you know, out in left field, then you'd be the first one called on. So I think it kind of always kept me ready to ask questions and be asked questions. And I think that transitioned really well to, uh, to the real world when, when clients maybe don't understand what's going on in a project or, you know, maybe I'm asking my boss, you know, he shows me a, a set of documents and I'm like, well, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I, I think it's, um, it's been a very, very good thing to understand how to ask questions and how to be asked questions on the spot. No, I 100% agree. As like a pet peeve, I'm also an, um, an interior architect by trade, but right now I work as an architectural designer, but I just do interiors. And one thing is my pet peeve is when I get like actual documents is then I don't like it's school. It's definitely like engraved in my head is when I get a document and it doesn't have a compass on it or a North arrow. It drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> It's I feel that there's uh there's definitely and I, and I think a lot of people who who graduated from our program can say this but we're we're very detail oriented and I think it's because you know I don't want to toot our own horns but it's because of the pro it's because the program we went through and I think a lot of people just miss the simple little details and and I think that's not even architecture that's life but uh we'll get that into uh we'll get into uh, that deep of a conversation on many subjects I think we both agree the, yeah. the little details go a long way in a lot of things in life, but, uh, you know, we'll get around to talking about that. No, but I definitely agree. Like, but going to a small school, like it's like, you couldn't hide behind someone like you, you had to like hold your own and like prove like you were meant to be there. And I definitely think it shows in, like the work that's produced and like the jobs that people have. So speaking of college and the post-college life, mm -hmm. um, what's it like moving like you grew up in pennsylvania you mm -hmm. went to high school elementary school middle school all in pennsylvania and then you even chose a college in pennsylvania and now you're not living in pennsylvania so what's what's that like no so i am living in maryland right now down on the eastern shore um just outside of ocean city and um it's uh it's different i finally got my my license so i'm officially a marylander now it took me all too long and you know probably illegally long but uh <laughs> so, so uh but in all honesty it's been fun it's been uh the summer's a really good time being this close to the beach but i'm only uh realistically only as far away as what college was from my house so it's a three-hour drive uh south for me um originally from southern pa so um I had a lot of friends growing up that were from Maryland and, you know, I'm sure if any Marylanders are listening to this, they, uh, crab cakes and beer. So, uh, it's, it's pretty true, but, um, no, it's been fun. It's been, a. it honestly feels pretty close to college because I got to move down here with, uh, one of my buddies that was actually in my graduating class. So we're roommates now and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It hasn't felt that much different. I've, I've been trying to like differentiate college from now. And, uh, I think I hit the slump more financially than like emotionally, you know, financially is such another topic. <laughs> oh, we, and we'll get into that too. Yeah. Finances. I think the, uh, the smack of the face of student loans and rent and, uh, 
Well, everyone knows the deal. So, you know, it smacks you in the face, but we'll yeah. get there. So speaking of things that like really hit you hard, like after college life, what is something you miss about being in college? Um, definitely. I mean, we touched upon this on your, on your intro as well, but I, I definitely miss like the family aspect and being so close to everyone. But, um, we went down that road in your intro, so I'll try and get us down a different path. You know, I was pretty lucky joining the golf team to, to travel as much as we did. We got to take a couple trips to California and, uh, down to Florida and South Carolina and, um, Rochester, New York and close to Niagara Falls. And so, I mean, that I'd advise anyone who wants to maybe even do a club sport or if they're, you know, if they don't feel like they're good enough for the, uh, for the real team, at least go out and try, you know, like go out and give it your best and see what it, cause it, it lends a lot of opportunities. And at the end of the day, if you don't even get to travel, you get free gear, you know, you get a ton of, <laughs> ton of free stuff either way, if you're just on the team, but, um, definitely the traveling, I got to see so many ends of the ends of the country that I never would have gotten to see if I didn't, didn't play golf so I definitely miss that aspect of it yeah it's like traveling like also like when you join a team like Dalton's on the golf team I was on the lacrosse team it's like you're almost forced to socialize and like I hate using the word forced <laughs> no but you are you're giving players numbers at the be at like the, at the meeting year and you're like be friends get to <laughs> or like if you're a freshman and like you're incoming freshman it's kind of like um, and you meet the coach at like orientation before roommates are assigned. The coach is like, Oh, I put you and so and so together so you guys can room together. And you're just yeah. like, I'm going to see this person like from morning to like sunset. And like, I mean, living alone like I do now, I mean, I could spend all day and never leave my apartment and no one will know. And no one's going to call me and say, like, Hey, is everything okay? Like, how's life going? Versus like in college, if I did that, it's like, Hey, are you studying? Like, come to the library and join us. Like, wait, why didn't you join us for breakfast? Did you not want to go to the bar with us last night? Like, <laughs> that type of stuff. Like, it's like you. It's like almost hard to avoid just because you're so used to having everyone together that when you're not together, it almost feels like empty. It's weird. Oh, I'd agree. Yeah, it's, there's, there was many times where, like, especially down here too. I'm still kind of dealing with it. It's like if one or two of my coworkers like aren't going out to the bar or aren't doing something on the weekend, it's like, huh. Who do I text? What do I do? You know, it's like, and especially when I first got down here, um, I've been able to network a little bit since then. But like, it's it's even still, it's like before I used to have twenty guys that I'd be able to like text on a bat, and we were like, and we were all practicing together and in the gym together, so we were all like hanging out twenty four seven. It's just, um, it's definitely, I wouldn't say a culture shock, but something I miss for sure. So we talked about the best part about. Um, so what's the least favorite part about your post-college life? The one thing you miss the most, what is something that you are really happy that you probably didn't expect you'd get from post-college life? Um, the opportunity to like taste new opportunities, I guess, if that makes sense. And I'll explain myself. Um, please do. <laughs> yeah. So there's, I mean, obviously, when you when you graduate college, especially with like a five year degree or, you know, something close to even a bachelor's or master's, you're like, oh, great. Well, I have an architecture degree. I'm going to go just to architecture. But like you start meeting people and talking to people and like 
you know, having other ideas or having similar like beliefs with other people that like, they're like, oh, well, like I have this business idea. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll include you in on that. So like, it's, it's the opportunity to like even see different directions or different roads that you maybe didn't even know were possible when you were graduating. Because I think all everyone, when they graduate is like, all right, here's my degree. I have to go into my degree at like 110%. And I think you can definitely do a little bit of both of like, okay, I'm working 40 hours, 50 hours a week at my normal job. But if someone else, you know, brings me a different business opportunity, or I see something that's like of another availability, I can go down that path because I have that freedom. I don't have the homework or the practices or the, you know, the gym time to go. You know, I kind of have my own individuality when I get out of college of like being able to go down different roads that I want to pursue. No, I understand that like 100%. I really, really, really do. So, I mean, as everyone knows, like transition from college life to adult life is not the easiest thing in the world. And everyone wants to throw all their advice at you. What is the worst bit of advice you got about that transition? (laughs) The worst bit of advice about the college to real life transition, you're saying? Yeah, like about like adulting, like in general. I don't know. I've got a lot of bad advice. <laughs> Mom, there has to be one that like sticks out in your head where you're like, what on earth are you talking about? Uh, there, there is. Um, it, it basically boils down to, um, and I, I won't say who or what, but it um, gave it to me. But advice, advice I was told was basically stay in your lane. And what they meant by that was, you know, you just have architecture. Like, quit trying to do other things or like expanding yourself. And I, and I think that couldn't be farthest from the truth. And it kind of goes back to like what else I was saying earlier. It's like, you know, if you find other passions, like you're not locked into what you graduated with at all. And if you start seeing something that, you know, maybe opens your eyes or that you've never even experienced before that you're like, wow, what an awesome career. Like, I'm not saying just drop everything and go do it, but like, start tasting it, start getting yourself in like a hobby related to it maybe or something and just like see what it's about. But like you're never, ever, ever locked in to a decision. Like you are you, if it makes you happy, then go do something. I think it was just funny, like listening to a couple people tell me to like stay in my lane and only do one thing. I believed it for a little bit and it like, it like locked me in to where I was like, man, I got to drop everything else. And I just had no fun with life. So I think the best thing is like to just keep your passions some way in your life. No, I totally agree. But speaking of like passions and like hobbies and activities, like what are like some of your passions and hobbies or activities or even maybe like some other side jobs that you're doing that like you do keep like that, I guess you would like call it like a broad lane, like a big spectrum of like different varieties that you have. Yeah. So, I mean, um, something I, I've kind of kept from college and um, was golf. I mean, um, I spent a lot of time this summer. Um, I spent a lot of my vacation time doing, you know, amateur golf tournaments and like uh, professional golf tournaments as well, uh, still listed as an amateur. But like I'm still pursuing that because it's something that I can go to after work and go practice on and um, something I love doing. And I think I'll always enjoy doing, you know, it's, it's part of my life that's literally in every aspect of 
who I am. So like, why drop that? And I, and, um, I don't think I'll ever stop pursuing that and taking my time, you know, away from work to go do that because that's what makes me happy. Um, but then another thing I got myself into was, uh, was making cornhole boards. <laughs> Actually, I, I started, uh, made a couple sets for friends and they're like, man, you should make a business out of this. Um, so I looked into it and, um, launched the website and, uh, Alan's signature cornhole has been up and running for about a couple months. And I've been doing about three or four boards a month, which is honestly with just me has been my capacity, but it's been fun. And it's kind of like, you know, everyone goes to yoga or this, that, or the other thing to like relax and zone out. It's like, I just put headphones in and make cornhole boards and it's kind of, kind of my sanct sanctuary, like away from everything, you know, it just gets you away from all the stress and just lets me kind of just vent to myself. <laughs> but like you need, like in our career, like I don't think people under, like, any job is stressful and yeah. like super tiring, especially when you're first starting out because you make so many mistakes because like, I know for me, it's like sometimes you get like scared to ask the question, like ask a question or, you know, it's, we did this in this project. So it's going to be the same in this project. No two projects, no two people, no two anything are alike. Definitely is just like, it's like the constant stress. And, like, I agree, like, you have to, like, no matter what job you do, like, I have friends who are, like, accountants and friends who are writers, and they just have, like, reach constant stress levels, and they're always just, like, you know, I do this activity just to, like, relieve the stress so I can breathe right. for five minutes. Yep. I think it's necessary. Absolutely. That's um, this day and age. Yeah, I mean, it, no matter if it's, a, if it's a hobby or a side business or, you know hell a glass of wine at the end of the night like everyone needs a way to just breathe you know and i think the, the the faster and faster society gets today people forget to just breathe sometimes so um so yeah that's what i got going on and uh i'm loving every minute of it <laughs> as long as you love it that's like the most important thing like like you've already stated it like don't like don't be afraid to like get out of really and like I think like one thing that people are always worried about because college costs so much money <clears throat> right. sucks is they're always afraid. Like if this is the major I have, like I have to stick with it. And like at the end of the day, I think we have to realize like if you're not happy with what you're doing, right. are you even making an impact in your life or like someone else's life? Like where, what's going to end up being. And that's, and, and that's what I think. Um, I mean, we're getting, deep down the rabbit hole in this, in this subject. But I mean, um, I think it's, it's so crucial to, for people to understand. It's like, yeah, you may have went and spent so much time at college, you know, dedicating this, that, and the other thing, but if you're miserable, like who are you making happy? Are you right. making like your parents happy? Cause they sent and paid for you. Like, all right, cool. Like I get that. And you respect your parents, this, that, and the other thing, but like, who are you making happy or what is it, what is it truly about? Cause at the end of the day, it matters if you're happy. Right. And yeah. it's just, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't drive that point home enough to anyone. Like get yourself in a good state of mind. Like don't do it. Cause you know, the Joneses said it was cool, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Speaking of state of mind, as we wrap this thing up right here, 
what would you offer advice for someone like good advice not not bad advice if staying in their lane but what advice would you offer to someone who's coming fresh out of college about ready to enter the adult world and whether it's sign their contract or start applying to jobs what would you give them uh live poor <laughs> and what I, and what i mean by this is you don't need because you sign the big contract or because you sign the big salary don't all of a sudden see so many dollar signs and say, Oh my God, you know what that can get me a fossil watch and a, you know, Gucci pair of shoes or like, you know, like realize that. And I mean, to a degree, if you have, if you don't have any student loans, even still realize this, like eight years out of college, like you should still be living poor. Like if you want like a, like a comfortable future. So like, the biggest thing I say is like, instead of going out to the bar and having 20 drinks, have two or three and buy a 30 rack, like buy the $18 30 rack rather than spending $18 on two beers that got you the same amount of beer, you know, you just, uh, beer. what's that? Got you less beer, like a 30 rack compared to like two beers at the bar. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you know, people make that mistake all the time and it's not even with beer. It's just with, with life in general, like, if you can like humble yourself and just live poor. Yeah. I think like one advice, I think like that's like a huge advice. I mean, you know me, you made fun of me for a little bit. I didn't even have couches in my house no. yeah. for like <laughs> yep. six months, six, seven months that I lived here just because like it got to the point where it wasn't even that I couldn't afford them. I just, I grew up to live within your means. And like one thing my parents had always taught me was, if you can't buy two of them, you can't afford it. That's it. And like, and it's funny too, when I moved into this apartment with my roommate, we brought the stuff we had from college. We didn't buy any new furniture. We kind of like ragtag teamed it together and made it work. And I just got a new bed two months ago, which is what, 14 months after I started my job. So, uh, you yeah. know, like I was sleeping on the same college bed frame for a good 12 months after I got my full-time job position because it just wasn't a priority in the grand scheme of things. So, I mean, if you can live poor, that's my best advice. <laughs> I think that's like awesome advice to give to our viewers just because so the minute you get your first paycheck, it's like, what am I going to spend it on? And it's just like savings account. Yep. That's what you should spend it on. I, mean, I have, I, I can't wait to our podcast about, uh, the post-college financial life because I I enjoy being able to help people out and save where they can and you know apply different methods to to help them save. So I can't wait for our podcast on that, Katie. Uh, this yeah. interview's been great. I think we've covered a lot, and yeah. I hope our listeners enjoyed it. Viewers are going to get to know you a lot better on a personal level and really understand that. We do know what we're talking about and we are actual millennials going through the same exact everyday struggles that they are going through. And also to just let them know that like, they're not alone. Like I can't even begin to explain like how many times we would text each other and just be like simple questions of like, why are groceries so expensive? How do I save money? Yep. And like little basic things of like, man, it's the end of the month and I have to pay rent. It's like, you're not alone and we're going to be here to help you guys getting through it. I think we're, we're both really, really passionate about this. We realized we, we have, um, 
we just have knowledge that can help everyone out. And uh, I, I, I think we're really just so thrilled to be able to put this content out there for everyone to just make an effect on, I mean, if, if we affect two people, we, we help two people, you know, we helped somebody. Whatever. Exactly. So uh, with that being said, you know, guys, feel free to follow us on our Instagram at not so classified millennial. And uh, we have a Twitter handle too at millennial underscore guide. Um, yeah, feel free to um, comment on a photo, send us a tweet. Maybe there's a topic that you really want us to cover that you're not sure if we're going to cover. Um, and maybe we'll do you a solid and cover your topic on our input. Yeah, um, reach out, guys. We, uh, we definitely what we got. We definitely want the uh, the interaction between you guys. We want to hear you know your comments, your feedback, and uh, yeah, can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is your not so classified millennial survival guide. See you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>